dinner date conversation, you're sitting across from your date and they're speechless. And it's not just because you're super cute. It's because they are literally speechless, as in they have nothing to say. They bring up the snowy weather and how much traffic there was because of it, and then is back to radio silence. Oh boy, this is going to be a long dinner, you mutter under your breath. And then you remember the dinner date conversation strategies from your Exploring Communications Toolkit. Cha-ching! Let the good times roll. Don't go anywhere because we're going to get into it. Learners, Mary Daphne here of MyExplorning.com, where we believe social skills are the key to the good life. What's the good life? It's where you call the shots, you have a crew you can count on, and you're on a mission you care about. So in the age of online dating and dating apps, more and more people are meeting people online. And after a few DMs and written communication exchanges, you might meet face-to-face, right? Because eventually you'll need to see each other IRL. So when you do have that dinner date conversation, I want you to be as best prepared as you can to put your best foot forward. What's really important to note is that the tips I'm about to share with you are just as applicable to catching up with a friend as they are a romantic setting. But in both scenarios, you need to make conversation. And that doesn't mean texting each other from across the table. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen dates where both people are on their phones instead of speaking to each other. I mean, come on. What's the point of spending money on a restaurant or putting together a special meal if all you're going to remember is what happened on your phone screen? Okay, enough ranting. On to the strategies. And by the way, At the end of this lesson, I've included a little bonus fallback strategy that you can deploy if you forget these. The first one is ask thoughtful questions. A big rookie mistake is to start by talking about yourself. You won't learn anything about the other person and you'll risk appearing self-obsessed. A conversation is a two-way street and since it is bi-directional, you both need to get the chance to speak. So instead, it's really important to ask questions. In fact, there's no better way to launch into a conversation. Questions give you the information you need to guide the conversation in a meaningful way. By learning about who they are, you can identify topics of mutual interest to explore. With these in mind, don't ask empty questions whose answers you couldn't care less about. Instead, ask questions you actually want to know the answer to. To do this, you should tie the questions to your own values. That'll get you closer to figuring out if you actually want to hang out with this person, be it as a friend or as a romantic partner. So let's say you love to hike. Since that's important to you, it might be a good idea to ask questions pertaining to nature, outdoor activities, camping, and topics in that general vicinity. So that's one type of question where you seek to uncover potential compatibility. Another type of question is one that is used to spark their curiosity and interest. So for this, you will need to pay close attention to the other person's nonverbals. For example, did they get excited when you mentioned mixing tables at an EDM concert? Or did they ask follow-up questions when you mentioned that you've just returned from a sailing trip in Thailand? 
you'll know the person is interested in the topic if they want to know more. Nonverbals also reveal this information in the form of opening their eyes wider, raising their eyebrows, leaning in, and doing a triple nod. So be on the lookout for those and use them as a signal for what to dive deeper into. The second one is be honest. Keep it real. People can tell when you're being dishonest. Research on deception shows that when we try to hide charged emotions, we end up revealing our true feelings in the form of micro expressions, which are expressions that flash across our face within a fraction of a second. Yes, that fast. These exist across cultures. So as humans, we're equipped to read the micro expressions. We may not even realize that we're reading them, but in the back of your mind, you're constantly assessing whether something someone is saying is true or not. And their body language is silently feeding you clues as to what's really going on. So if you're flubbing, chances are the person across the table is going to pick up on that consciously or subconsciously, and it will prevent them from trusting you and opening up to you. And look, I get it. Sometimes we like to expand the truth a bit, embellish our skills or stories for comedic or dramatic effect. I'm not saying you're speaking under oath here. What I am saying is that the further you stray from the truth, the worse the outcome is likely to be. Wasn't it Benjamin Franklin who said, honesty is the best policy? Keep that in mind. On to number three, avoid TMI. Unless this is a bestie, you want to avoid laying it all out up front. The person is not your shrink, so don't put them in that position. It'll make them uncomfortable and it might give the wrong impression. Once you get to know each other well enough, you can definitely swap stories, but developing a close relationship takes time. At the moment, they just don't have the context. You should absolutely feel free to be transparent, but be thoughtful about what you share at the outset. Focus on the positive stuff, the stuff you enjoy or are excited about. That's the stuff that you can be completely honest and transparent about without fear of sounding like a head case. Well, actually, I enjoy some pretty nerdy stuff, so maybe not in my case, but you get the point. If they're not into what you enjoy, then they're probably not a good fit. So why bother sharing anything else? Okay, so the next time you're having a dinner date conversation, remember the three key things to do. Ask thoughtful questions so they learn about you and you them. Two, be honest because you're way cooler that way. And three, avoid TMI at the outset by sticking to the positive stuff rather than on embarking on a deep dive into the dark recesses of your mind. And now for the bonus strategy because you made it this far in the lesson. So if you forgot everything that I just said, that is okay. Just remember this. The most important thing is to act as natural as possible. Don't try to pretend you're someone you're not. Don't act the way you think the person wants you to act. Because remember the goal here. You want to hang out with someone who likes you for your authentic self. So show it. The hardest thing is to be you, but it's also the most impressive and admirable. So be you, speak your truth, and don't try to fit into the mold of someone you think they are expecting you to be. With enough practice, you'll find that you'll be able to go into increasingly fun and unique topics as you gain the confidence to speak from the heart. Alrighty, Experners, that is a wrap on this lesson. I hope that you enjoyed it. Add these strategies to your Experning Communications Toolkit, try them out, and make them your own. 
Be sure to check out buyingstorning.com to review the concepts and strategies discussed here today. If you love this lesson, be sure to let me know, like, comment, and share. It really helps support the Exploring community and all the hard work that goes into this channel. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to join our tribe of Explorers and ring that bell to get notified when our lessons go live. I will see you in the next Exploring Communications lesson. Happy Exploring!